You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Feet. And this your coach, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top-notch coaches all around the world. Top, top-notch coaches all around the world. We got Coach DD on today, Coach Daniel DePrado, and he's the special team coordinator for the University of South Florida Bulls. Now, y'all know the Tampa area it has a lot of talent. South Florida is one of the premier programs in the country, and their team is up and coming for us just nationally, and they're doing their thing as well, man. They got a lot of facilities getting put into place down there, nice uniform. They playing the Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium. But other than that, man, they got some top-notch coaches, and they are a good program that I would love if I was a player to be a part of. Coach Day, he has a – I mean – extensive background in coaching and he's one of the best in the nation doing it right now he he had a um stand at arkansas colorado also he did a thing he did his thing at montana state sacramento state and then he also played college ball too for new mexico highland university and he's a husband and he's a father and this somebody i would love to have on my coaching staff but without further ado this is the story of Coach Daniel DePrado. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. I appreciate y'all having me, man. And I love I love y'all's positive energy and, and what you're bringing to the table each and every day. And I just want to say thank you guys for having me. Hey, we appreciate that, Coach. And we love what you do, man. You always put out a positive message on Twitter. And it seemed like the players love you from the interaction of the videos they have. So we had to have – a coach of your caliber, man. So I want to jump right into it. I, I know Mike mentioned where you was playing ball at, and I seen that you actually went Juco as well and then the Louisiana Monroe. So for that to happen, at some point, you you said to yourself, well, I feel like I can get something better. At least that's what I'm assuming. And that's why you went the Juco route and then ended up playing D1 at um, Louisiana Monroe. So could you tell us a little about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so my father coached for 40 plus years. I had been around it my whole life and uh, I actually played for him at New Mexico Highlands and it, it just didn't work out for him. And he was only there one year, ended up not being a great situation. So he moved on to the head coaching job at Chabot Junior College, which is in California over on the coast in the Bay Area. I went there and played for him. Coming out of high school, I didn't have, I mean, I didn't get a single call from a college coach. So for those young players out there, sometimes you're not always sure what exactly that path is going to be. For me, my dad was a coach and he didn't call me. I was tough. <laughs> so I wasn't getting recruited because of my size. Um, I was a decent player, but I just hadn't physically matured yet. 
And so I ended up having to go the division two route and then it didn't work obviously for my father. So I came back, went to Juco and, uh, and then was, uh, was blessed to be able to gain some size and some weight and ended up having the opportunity to get my undergraduate degree and my master's paid for at Louisiana Monroe. And I was fortunate to play quarterback out there and spent uh, two and a half years as a player. And then additionally, two and a half years as a coach, which uh, I would not change for the world. It was a tremendous experience and it gave me the opportunity to be where I'm, where I'm at today. Wow. Coach. <laughs> Nobody would have known that your story started like that. So, with that being said, with your father being a coach, did you have dreams of wanting to go to the NFL or you already knew from day one or somewhere down the line that it was just inevitable that you was going to be a coach? Yeah, I think I think most young men um, have those dreams and aspirations. And, and after a while of of, um, of being in the college, you know, getting into after high school, getting into college. I realized that, you know, there were some there were some limitations that I had both both um, both physically and talent wise that that just wasn't in the cards for me. And that was OK. Um, but I was fortunate to have the background and to have the um, the knowledge that, number one, I better have a plan B and plan B was that degree. So I was fortunate to get my degree and get it paid for. And then I was able to get my master's and do the same thing. But as far as the coaching route, um, that was something that I. I just I really wanted to be a part of being able to mentor young people on a daily basis. And people talk about, you know, what you do for a living. I mean, for a living, I mentor young people. Football just happens to be the vehicle that allows me to do that. And it is a very, very powerful tool, um, especially at the level that I'm fortunate enough to be at. And I just happen to to be able to mentor them through the game of football. But I'm mentoring them in, in life. I mean, shoot, it, life and football. And that's what I'm able to do on a daily basis with these young men. Now, Coach, I want to hear how was it for you growing up and who helped you to become the person that you are today? Yeah, I, I appreciate that because I would say, obviously, it started at a young age with my father. I mean, as soon as school ended, I mean, I was running over to the practice field. And basically, when I grew up from the age of 8 to 18, he was the head coach at Modesto Junior College which was uh, a junior college in California and junior colleges in California, they don't have scholarships. They're, 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 you're paying for your tuition. It's, it's um, not quite as expensive, but you're paying for your tuition. You're paying for your housing. And we would have young men that I was around all the time that were, they're trying to get that next opportunity. So I saw from the age of eight to 18 people fighting and biting and scratching to get themselves that next opportunity and at, and at the junior college level, that's that's what it's about. You're going to be there two years and then you're going to try and move on. So I was able to be a part of that, which was phenomenal. And then I would say my, obviously my father and the coaches on his staff that I was around every single day. And then the coaches that I played for and then ended up, you know, playing in college for and then coaching with at, at, at the early stages of my coaching career that have kind of molded me and taught me, um, you know, why we got into this. And we got into this to help young people and help them not, not only in the game of football, that's just a small, small part of it, but to help them in the game of life. Now, Coach, when you was in college, mm-hmm. like, for your outlook into the world of your dad as a coach, and now that you are a coach yourself, what are your perspectives on some of the things that you may have seen that you were thinking, well, or maybe he can spend a little more time here, or maybe he can do this, or 
maybe you know well my, my dad has this going on because he's a coach but my friend dad has this you know he he has more availability like give it give me your take on it how you see it because from the outside looking in a lot of people don't know or don't understand the aspects and the journey of a coach yeah no absolutely i think that's a great question and the thing i would say is that there was times that i would be maybe in high school and, and, I, and I played four sports. I played football, basketball, baseball, and track. And there might've been a time where I was at a basketball game and, you know, I looked up in the stands and my dad wasn't there and that was hard. Um, but I also understood that there was places he had to be. And as a young man, that was difficult for me at times. Um, but as I got older, I understood that I also wouldn't have had the experiences of being on the sideline of his games, being on the sideline of his practices taking my friends to those games and being around the, the program and the culture and the, and the kids, um, I wouldn't have had those opportunities had he not been running that program and had times where he was away. Um, so I, I, obviously my family did a great job balancing that. Um, but I try and keep a good balance of that with our young men. And, and I have our young men over to the, our, our, our entire staff. We, we get together with our positions and with our players and we get them to understand that we're not only football coaches, we're, we're fathers and we're husbands and we're, we're, we're trying to excel at every area of life, not just, not just the football portion of it, which is important, but the other areas are more important. And one of our team goals here at the University of South Florida is have fun in everything you do. And I think that's important. It, it, it's important that our guys have a great, another team goal is have a great college experience. They have to have a great college experience. It's not just the football piece of it, but they have to enjoy those other areas as well. And they have to see us as, as coaches, also as parents and as, um, as fathers and, and, and husbands, so that they can see that there's more to us than just the, the parts of football that we're involved with with them all the time. Now, Coach, I see that you, you've been in it inside and out. So you've been a lot of places. How does it feel to be in – well, it probably feel like California – but because I've been to California as well before, and the the only difference with California and Florida was when I was in San Diego, when it hit by five o'clock, it's it wasn't really hot like that, but it, the wind was blowing, so it got kind of cool. But here mm -hmm. it's just hot all day. But I enjoy it because I was born and raised here. How do you feel being in Florida and being at University of South Florida? Well, first of all, I think University of South Florida is an incredibly special place. We have great leadership from our president to our athletic director to our head football coach. So I am, I am personally incredibly blessed to be where I am today, surrounded by great people, great men, great young men and our players. Um, so that portion of it is phenomenal. When you take that away and you look at just living in Tampa Bay and um, all of the different things that we can do, the weather, there's a reason that we're what one of the I think it's the fourth hottest housing market in the country right now. Everybody wants to be here because it's a place to be. Um, we're winning. We're winning Stanley Cups. We're winning Super Bowl trophies. I mean, we're winning all kinds of things in this area, and it's fun to be a part of. And um, I think you know, I mean, shoot, every every Saturday in the off season that I have off, I'm sitting on the beach because we have some of the best beaches in all of the world uh, right here in the Tampa Bay area. So it's an incredible place to live, incredible place to raise a family. Uh, and on top of that, I get to be a part of an incredible university with great leadership and great men leading uh, these young athletes today. So I, I love Tampa Bay. I get out. Uh, I, I, I struggle sitting still. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a high energy guy. I'm running and gunning from the time I wake up until the time I lay my head down. I sleep well because I put it all out there during the day. 
Um, but boy, I, I try and get out and enjoy as many things as possible in the area. And this is a great place to be. Coach, I love how you said that you get it all out during the day. Now, I seen one of the players um, what came back. Now, social media wasn't as hard as like, going it much as it is now. Mm-hmm. So we don't get to hear about what players thought when we was coming up as much as you could see it now because they'll tweet it all, Instagram it real quick about a coach. So I seen a player talk about you, and he was like, man, Man, I'm I I run through a brick wall for coach. I I love that guy. So I was like, wow. I wonder what you're doing in the um film room and study time and just what you do with the players that make them feel that way about you. Could you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would say number one, I played quarterback, and 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 now I coach special teams, and I also here on I work on defense with our safeties, and. I think it's a, it's a unique perspective, right? Being that I was, I was a quarterback and, and, you know, kind of the the guy that got the ball and in charge of the play. And then now I'm coordinating special teams, which gives me the opportunity to coach every single individual on the field. That is why I love special teams. I got into special teams years ago. I thought, I thought coming into coaching, I was going to be a young coach. I was going to coach quarterbacks. Next thing you know, I'm going to run offenses and life's going to be good. Well, I got an opportunity to coach special teams about 11 years ago now and I found out that now I had a relationship with one of the backup linebackers and in the, in the second string defensive back. And now I'm working with the starting defensive end and a starting receiver. And didn't matter what position I was coaching, which I've coached a lot of them. But as a special teams coordinator, I got to relate and coach every single player on our roster. And that was incredible to me. I also believe that there's, there's 24 hours in a day, and I try and maximize all those. That 24 hours is open to everyone. And you can make whatever you want out of those 24 hours. We're guaranteed 12 opportunities, and we plan on getting more than that this next season. But we're guaranteed 12. That leaves us 353 days to impact these young men's lives. And I believe that the uh, what you're referring to with those young men is how I try and go about carrying myself every single day. I have 353 days to impact them for those 12 days that I need them to run through a wall for me. So... I want to show them how much I care before they care how much I know. I mean, shoot, there's, there's tons of coaches out there that know football. And I can get on the board and talk some ball, and that's all good and well. It doesn't matter what I know. Shoot, it doesn't matter what my players know. It matters what they can execute. So if they can get out there on the field and execute and execute at a high level, then we're going to be okay. So my job during those 353 days is to get them to have that feeling of, man, coach would do anything for me. Man, I can trust coach. And it's not a it's not a friend relationship. I'm not looking for friends. I've got those. All I need is their respect. I need them to respect me. And when it's time that I need them to run through a wall, then we got to go get it. But I truly believe that's something that doesn't happen just in the meeting rooms, doesn't happen on the football field. Because I can promise you I'm going to bring it during those times. It's all of the other 353 days that they need to see me be high energy, high effort, caring, loving, Hard. There's some tough love in there too. Tough love. I need to call them out when they're not doing it the right way. But those are the times that I believe you can impact the players the most and you can get them to have that respect for you is all those other days. Game day is easy. Shoot. You see me on game day. I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice and relaxed and happy and go lucky high energy because we've been preparing that for the other 353. Now coach, you talk about the 353 days that you're making sure you're pouring into your players, but we got to talk about that day when it's crunch time and it's game time. And we're about 50 days out right now from kickoff. 
And y'all going to be kicking off the season at North Carolina State. Then you got two back-to-back Florida home games with Florida mm-hmm. and FAMU. And then you go going to a stadium that I would love to also visit at BYU. So mm-hmm. what are you doing right now? Uh, I guess what are you all doing right now to prepare for this upcoming amazing season and this tough schedule that you guys have to face? Yeah, so our kids are in the weight room right now. Um, there's a little bit of time uh, based on the NCAA rules of the eight-hour work week where we're allowed to be with them for a very short period of time, uh, whether it's meeting room or some film study or some individual work on the field. But right now, we can't be around them with the football. And so they, they'll run some player-run practices uh, on their own. But they're in the weight room with our strength staff, and then we get our hands on them just for a little bit for some individual work. But um, our preparation uh, now is is – primarily, you know, strength and conditioning. And they're working on that heavily. Um, and, and obviously their academic piece as well. But we'll get going here August the 3rd uh, with our report date to fall camp um, in our preparations for getting ready for the season. And then obviously NC State up there in Raleigh uh, on Thursday night on national TV. Um, our kids are going to be ready and they're going to be fired up and we're going to go up there and put on a great performance and we're fired up about it. Yes, sir. Coach, I love everything you just said. Hey, this is a program. If I was a player, hey, y'all better make sure y'all go check them out and be realistic about your opportunity for for playing with a school like this because you got to have your grades right, you got to have your mind right, and you got to have that dog in you. And I'm telling y'all, man, Coach Daniel, he's a coach I would love to play for in the South Florida Bulls, and they're doing a great job down there. Just like he said, from the head coach to the president, they're doing amazing things for this university. And I have to say, South Florida Bulls, they're on the come up, they're on the rise, and that's a team that everybody needs to be paying attention to. Yes, they have a tough schedule, but they got some tough players out there on that field. And I want to thank Coach again for coming on, and I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you'll fall to the ground. That's the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football.